0: This is John Gramstrand, and I'm a Certified Energy Specialist for CHS Ag Services in Stephen, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success.
1: Good morning, farm news on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Don Wick with Randy Conan in studio. We'll have reports from Tyler Donaldson and Whitney Pittman as well. Another very cold day with dangerous wind chills on the way. That follows a weekend with extreme wind chills. Gladstone, which is east of Dickinson, North Dakota, reported a wind chill reading of 71 degrees below zero over the weekend. Temps should slowly improve this week, with most areas moving
2: above zero by midweek. Congressional leaders took steps over the weekend to avoid a government shutdown. This deal calls for another continuing resolution to fund parts of the government, including USDA, until March 1st. The rest of the agencies would have enough money to operate until March 8th. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said it will take bipartisan cooperation in both chambers of Congress to pass the CR and send it to the president's desk before Friday's deadline. That may be a big lift in the House where members of the Freedom Caucus want to use the government spending bill as leverage to secure the U.S. border with Mexico.
1: Two of the largest farm cooperatives are considering ways to work together. CHS and GrowMark now collaborate on projects CHS President and CEO Jay Deberton says the plan is to consider new opportunities to join forces. boards just felt that, yeah, we had, have
3: had some successful ventures together. Let's just explore if there's more that we should do together. Uh, and that's, in the, in the, that's exactly what we're going to do, is we're just going to explore that and look for opportunities in a, in a larger way uh, that could add value for the shareholders of CHS and the shareholders of Growmark. And, uh, and that's what we're kicking off. And um, we hope over the next few months to, uh, to answer those questions and then, uh, and then to communicate with our owners um, uh, about
1: the results. In an interview, the Red River Farm Network asked Deberton if this process could result in a merger,
3: could it result in a merger someday? I think the answer is it could, if that's what uh, you know, if that's where this where this goes. But I also wouldn't say that that's the only way it can go. Um, it may be that we just find more opportunities to work together, or on the other hand, we feel that you know what we've got in place right now is is is, is really the right mix. So it is uh, is it is definitely an explore explore phase, but. But you know in agriculture we we need to make sure we got our head up and are looking for these opportunities and, and a way to add value for, uh, for 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 the people that own us and uh, and and that's what we're about to do.
1: Teams from CHS and Growmark will meet over the next couple months to explore all options. CHS is the nation's largest farm cooperative with 2022 revenues of nearly 46 billion dollars. GrowMark is the fourth largest farm co-op with annual revenues of $14.5 billion. CHS, based in the Twin Cities, Gromark, headquartered in Bloomington, Illinois.
2: Following a set of bearish USDA numbers on Friday, Commodity and Ingredient Hedging Account Executive Josh Pankratz says markets will look once again to the South American crop and growing season for news.
4: Over the course of the next few months, it's still going to be following that South American crop right, we're going to be still seeing Brazil and Argentina uh, reach the points where they're, you know, harvesting their beans. Um, in in Brazil in particular, where you could see that you see a lot of double crop uh, corn, and they have, you know, about 80 per, excuse me, 70 to 80% of their total corn production comes after soybeans. That's oftentimes uh, a potential for um, market movement, depending on how that growing season goes.
2: Farmer attention will soon shift back to domestic production. Producers will have a lot of questions before making final planting decisions.
4: Before that's all wrapped up, we're going to really be talking about the next domestic, you know, grain crop here in the U S on March 31st, we'll have the prospect of report. support. Somehow that's only a month and a half away, but obviously with how much the markets have moved and come off over the last year, it's going to be interesting to see what pencils out best for farmers, uh, and where they're ultimately going to be planting. We've had this, you know, large, uh, stocks to use number in corn with a tight stocks to use number in beans. However, beans is becoming a bit more of a global crop with how big South America's production is.
1: Winter wheat seedings down more than 6% from last year. USDA chief economist says last year's uptick was due to very high prices.
4: I think what we've observed in the United States and around
1: the world is, is we've kind of had a bounce back in supply. And maybe producers are thinking about uh, returning to some other crop. This is the Red River Farm Network.
2: Monday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. Houthi rebels fired a missile toward an American warship yesterday, but the United States was able to shoot it down. The pirates have been attacking commercial shipping on the Red Sea, preventing commerce through the Suez Canal. As a result, more than 2,000 commercial ships have been rerouted around the southern tip of Africa to avoid the Red Sea. This has been the first skirmish since the U.S. and coalition forces hit targets in Yemen used by the Houthi rebels. The Minnesota Organic Conference was held this past week
1: in St. Cloud. Minnesota Agriculture Commissioner Tom Peterson among those in attendance. Red River Farm Network Farm Broadcaster Tyler Donaldson has the story.
4: The Minnesota Organic Conference saw a great turnout on Thursday and Friday. Minnesota State Commissioner of Agriculture Tom Peterson raved about attendance numbers and the continued growth in the organic sector within the state.
2: My grandpa told me one time like organic might be for every farm but it's not for every farmer and so uh, you're just saying like this is a niche and it's important to fill that uh, piece that it's a really continues to have steady growth you know it's not incredible growth but it's steady growth and so we continue to see consumers that are interested in the product, and and we have the opportunity to provide it. So, you know, some of the co-ops are here actually looking for dairy farms right now, looking for organic folks to transition, and so that's a real positive. For the Red River Farm Network, I'm Tyler Donaldson. Gowan Company is a family-owned and has had great success marketing off-patent chemistries. Idaho sales representative Scott Kerbs says Gowan is now moving beyond the off-patent chemistries.
5: So these are discovery chemistries. Um, we're not really a discovery company on AIs. We'd rather purchase them from somebody that can, that is a uh, discovery company, like the big boys, um, and then we'll take those and go. So the first time ever, um, we've taken some products that are um, numbered compounds, just discovered, and we're doing all the development and bring them into the market, which is the first time. We haven't done that ever.
2: And the potato industry continues to be a major focus.
5: One of our biggest crops, obviously for me, is potatoes. We've got a tremendous portfolio in there. Uh, Sonalan being the herbicide in there, Eptam. Um, We sell some Imidan. Our biggest product in there is obviously Eptam. And then uh, we have a product called Zing, fungicide, very broad spectrum. Um, Picks up early blight, late blight, black dot, botrytis, very good product. Um, and I, that's one of my favorite ones to, to deal with because what we say it does, it does. And there's no way around it. I mean, it's a very, very good product. Bayer is bringing a new
1: fungicide to the potato market. Senior technical sales representative John Martin has the details. We've
5: had a product, Vellum Prime, in the market for the last few years. It's an inferral. Uh, potato product, and really the, the take on that is nematodes as well as it get, gives a lot of help on a lot of different fungicides. What Vellum Rise is, it's the addition of Penflufen, and Penflufen is another uh, fungicide in combination with that Fluopyram, which is going to add additional black dot control, uh, verticillium, as well as uh, the early die complex, as well as Rhizoctonia for that in treatment. Martin says it is very easy to use. So we can put it right in with the starter fertilizer or if you have an additional saddle tank where you're just putting that in, direct inject on its own.
2: Minnesota Farm Bureau, Minnesota Milk Producers Association, Minnesota Pork Producers Association and the Minnesota State Cattlemen's Association have filed a friend of the court brief to support a Winona, uh, Winona County dairy farm. The district court upheld a county board decision to deny a permit variance for daily farms at Lewiston. This farm wants to expand the size of its dairy herd. Farm Bureau and the three commodity groups contend all farms deserve a fair, unbiased process.
1: EPA is considering plans to protect more than 900 endangered species through a draft herbicide strategy. North Dakota Corn Growers Association President Andrew Malk leads the National Production Technology Action Team. Malk is focused on bringing a solutions-based idea to mitigation. Some
2: of them work
0: for, say, us in North Dakota. Some of them work for people down in um, other parts of the, of the country. So trying to figure out what's, what's the best way to get, a, will uh, say, a blanket for everybody to kind of um, have it be easy, farmer-friendly, and, and cost-effective really would be the ideal.
1: Melk says a comprehensive approach is necessary.
0: Maybe we can reduce those map sizes by 80 or 90% to get down to the critical habitat where these species actually are at so we can protect them um and not necessarily just do a blanket one size fits all because that doesn't work
1: for for the american farmer on on a whole scale this is the red river farm network
2: good morning welcome to inside agriculture on the red river farm network Min-Ag Expo is back in Mankato this week. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Whitney Pittman has more.
0: Minnesota Soybean Growers Association President Bob Worth is looking forward to a new program for new and beginning farmers at this year's Min-Ag Expo. It's a young and influencer farmer. It's a group of uh, beginning farmers that from 0 to 10 years in the farming are going to get together and we're going to discuss agriculture. We're going to discuss how to talk to your banker, how to talk to your landlord, how to deal with all the financial issues that are going on. There's gonna be forty farmers get together and it's going to start on Tuesday night and that goes Wednesday and Thursday. Since we had a huge, huge turnout of applicants. We were hoping to get, you know, enough to fill it, we end up with like eighty some applicants. So this was really, really good. The lineup once again includes great speakers and information, as well as important meetings for Minnesota corn and soybean growers' associations. The resolution process is really important because this is where we set the roadmap for where we want to go in St. Paul and also in D.C. Right to repair is always coming up, and then we're talking about uh, sustainable aviation fuel, which is another thing to really talked about. So, and then. The trade show opens. We are sold out on our trade floor, which is really good. We have well over 100 exhibitors. And then on Thursday, uh, Minnesota Corn has their their resolution process and annual meeting. So it's just a lot of fun going on at Ag Expo. Min-Ag Expo takes place this Wednesday and Thursday in Mankato. Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network.
1: USDA is awarding $19 million in grants to increase the availability of renewable fuels in 22 states. The next application deadline for the Higher Blends Infrastructure Incentive Program is at the end of March.
2: Minnesota Farm Bureau had a capacity crowd for its first ever Urban Agriculture Conference Saturday in St. Paul. The issues addressed include access to land, water usage, and the availability of grants and funding assistance.
1: Markets are closed today for the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday, the futures markets anyway. Uh, Certainly will be some cash trade happening. As we look to Friday's grain market, we did see Minneapolis wheat uh, fraction to a penny lower, the March contract down a half cent. The Chicago wheat down seven and three quarters. The corn market f- for March down 10 and three quarters cents. And March soybeans, 12.24 and a quarter, down 12 and a quarter. Of course, Friday we had a crop report. A lot of numbers up from USDA Friday and a rather bearish reaction in the uh, marketplace. North Dakota Grain Dealers Association has their annual conference or convention and trade show. That's going on in Fargo. Uh, That will be continuing tomorrow with the board meetings and such as well. Tomorrow's the Wild World of Weeds workshop in Fargo. They're going to have a a variety of speakers from across the the country and beyond really involved in that. And in uh, uh, Brandon, it's the Ag Days, Manitoba Ag Days, their three-day trade show starting tomorrow. Have a great day. This is the Red River Farm Network.